0: And welcome to Scottish and Scared. I am host one of two, Stephanie. And I am host two, Shannon of two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here because we are going to tell you guys some scary stories. Before we get any into serious, I think it's best if we give you guys a bit of background on us, why we have chosen to do this podcast, and what really inspired us to base it on scary stories, myths, folklore anything creepy, anything weird, and that kind of stems from our
1: childhood. So, when we were younger, our Uncle Tommy, so big shout out to you, you petrified the daylights out of us since I was maybe three, or three four years old with a werewolf mask yep. and gloves. Yep.
0: <laughs> right, okay, basically, when we were younger, we we are actually cousins, but we are more like sisters. We... um. Used to stay at our aunt and uncles, our great aunt and uncles, every weekend, every Saturday.
1: Religiously.
0: Yep. And our uncle Tommy took pleasure in scaring the absolute shit out of us every single Saturday, mainly using a rubber latex <laughs> werewolf mask that had, like, hair coming Just at the top of it. faster. Yeah. But scary. <laughs> it, was, it was really scary. That mask has since been retired to me. He used to put this mask on and he would prank his, he would chase his. One story in particular that I would like to share because it is the most dedicated (laughs) prank I have ever seen. We were at our auntie's house. We were all bath, showered, ready for bed. And our Uncle Tom was fast asleep, or so we thought, on the armchair in the living room. He was snoring away and we were all upstairs brushing our hair, doing what girls do. (laughs) And our Aunty Betty told us, oh, let's go out to the shed and get all the sleeping bags in so we can all settle down and go to bed. <laughs> what a lie. Well, I don't think... I don't actually think that Auntie Betty was in on it. Mm. I think...
1: To she... be fair, if she did, she was a very good <laughs>
0: fucking actress, I'm telling you. So, we went out into the garden, up to the shed, and at their shed, there's, like, um, iron gates that are, like... You can see through the iron gates into the car park. And... Our Uncle Tom had waited until we were outside. In the shed. In the shed. He got up from the seat, put the mask on, went out the front entrance of the house, went all the way round the cul-de-sac to the back (laughs) of the car parkers and the iron gates are and jumped out, gave a big growl, scared us all. Shannon ran
1: in terror. Tried to open the door and it was locked. He actually locked it for the back door, so we couldn't get back in. I turned around, thinking all of them are behind me. Nah, I'm the only one up the stairs, and they're all froze. So it was me, my sister, my auntie Betty,
0: and Shannon. And Shannon, obviously, is the only member of the family who, in a fight or flight response, well, flight. flight. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of us just fight. We stood and we're like, right, assess the situation. But bear in mind, we were like, um, nah, we were like twelve. No, younger getting, than
1: that. Well, you're two years older than me, so I must have been ten, nine. I was I must have been very young, really young. I think it was about nine or I ten. It would have
0: been like nine or ten, but <laughs> nevertheless, still terrifying. Yeah, that was is 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 the only thing that sticks out in my mind that our uncle Tom did, and it scarred us for life. <laughs> It's actually to the point now where I actually got a tattoo of a wolf on my leg (laughs) and everyone says it looks like the werewolf from American Werewolf in London.
1: (laughs) And that was one of the films we used to always watch every
0: Sunday. I was obviously secretly inspired by these werewolf pranks that were played on us as a child. It wasn't just werewolves, like he would scare us and he would like,
1: He would crawl up the bed when we'd be lying in bed with a mask on and, like, growl when he was crawling in the door (laughs) up the stairs. And we'd all... Our auntie had, like, mirrors in front of her bed. So when you'd look up, you would just see this werewolf mask and gloves coming up the bed. But it was his body, but I don't know why. We were all still shit-scared. Couldn't deal with it.
0: No, but... (laughs) That's basically, like, the first... Thing that kind of got us into like anything kind of horror or creepy spooky. or spooky, spooky like we love Halloween, like obviously mm-hmm. that's pure cliche, but we love Halloween, we love anything horror movies, the whole nine yards. And it's just coincidence we're both
1: October babies,
0: yeah, we're both October babies. I'm 25th, so I'm five days from Halloween, so every year I have a Halloween party for my birthday. The thing about this is, it's like when we were kids as well, what we used to do is we used to tell each other scary stories and so, scared each other the <laughs> most, yeah, But I think oh, I think. All kids kind of do that, like scary movies, like ghost tales, like stuff like that. So, we used to do that when we were younger, but what used to happen is I used to be the storyteller because I was the oldest mm-hmm. and I would scare the living shit out of my younger sibling and cousins, etc. <laughs> And it's kind of something that's just carried on into our adult life. So, like, I'll FaceTime... it will probably carry on to, like, children and exactly. everything. <laughs> like, I'll FaceTime Shannon and I'll say, oh, have you heard about this? And she'll be like, no, no. And then I'll tell her this big, elaborate story and then she'll be creeped out. And it kind of goes from there. So it's something that we've actually... we've inherited from our uncle and that we now do in our everyday lives because we <laughs> play pranks, we get scared, we do all that. Yeah. So that's kind of why we wanted to do this podcast because we sit and talk about all these things all the fucking time and we thought there're so many other people out there who love hearing things about monsters and cryptids and you know conspiracies and mm-hmm. stuff so we thought what better what better way to share this with people than to record it and stick it out there for people to hear. For all us Scottish and scared folk out there. Yep. And we do want to apologise in advance because we are very annoying. We do laugh a lot. And yes, we are Scottish, so our accents... Um, some people might not be able to understand our accents. For the people who know us, you will probably hear <laughs> that we are putting on a very severe phone voice. Welcome to telephone. Yep, which we are probably going to be absolutely slaughtered for.
1: Yep, If you it. can't
0: understand us, I'm really sorry. You will need to get a translator,
1: <laughs> or put the volume, the video in slow motion, so you can <laughs> actually understand.
0: Yeah. So before we get into the nitty gritty of this episode, we kind of just wanted to have a wee bit of chat and things that we were just like talking about before we started recording because we were literally just about to record, and Shannon <laughs> so kindly told me about our great first minister, Nicholas Sturgeon. And what she had to say about, I don't actually know because i never seen it, what was she talking about?
1: <laughs> so on face on Twitter, sorry, <laughs> um, I didn't actually read what it was, but it's just... You need to stop a, moving in that chair. A trending, or oh, a trend on Twitter for hashtag keep the heat. And I swear it had me buckled all night last night. I sent it to my friends, sent it to my dad, sent it to my mum, sent it to my grand, sent it to everybody hashtag keep the
0: heat for those of you who aren't scottish keep the heat is basically a scottish way of saying calm down or like chill <laughs> out or whatever but what was she actually talking about i'm i think, I'm, I'm assuming, a bit, I, I think it was about coronavirus I'm assuming it's like. the virus yeah
1: right and about faith like cause done doing so well and there's not been so many deaths in the past couple of days she was like just hashtag keep the heat so she told us to keep the heat which
0: okay maybe don't say that if you're like the leader of a country or whatever <laughs> no. i'm sorry if you can hear the gurgling noises it's like Every time I take a drink of my smoothie, it's... <laughs> Another fun fact for you, Shannon's currently sitting here with a corona. Well, the coronavirus is out there going to get us. And I'm sitting
1: here with a green smoothie. <laughs> because I don't drink. You can tell who's the alcoholic in the family. I don't drink, so... Cut that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, we were just laughing there about, well, she's not exactly the only leader that says things that they should not say, but we're not going to get into that because we, we're we not going to talk about politics on here.
1: No, definitely not. But
0: keep the heat. That is truly really funny. So...
1: There's that gurgling again. You have gas. So <laughs> <my throat. laughs> and I have the most annoying last laugh ever. I do apologise. We were also just discussing uh, in great
0: detail that Shannon is extremely disturbed that her star sign has been changed. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I think it was a couple of years ago they kind of changed all the star signs, so it was like it was like a month behind her or whatever it was. It, Shannon's just been clued in on this. I'm raging. And realise that she's not a... Libra. A Libra. She's actually a Virgo. A Virgo.
1: <laughs> and that's why I think I'm having this out about the experience that the Libra's leaving me and the Virgo's actually entering. Because... Cut that shit out. <laughs> no,
0: so Sharon thinks she's going through some sort of spiritual awakening at yeah. this moment in time. Which, um... Get the sage it. Get the sage? <laughs> oh God, you've been hanging about with my mum too long. Um. So... That's basically all we've ha- we have to say. Intro with. We've not really had anything interesting happen in the past couple of weeks. We're kind of coming to the end of lockdown now. Pubs are starting to open. Um, Hairdresses are open. Hairdresses are opening. So we're kind of just... Both of us are working for home right now, so we don't really have any, anything interesting
1: to say. Sunbeds reopened and I thought I would be the clever idiot who would go for 12 minutes after not being phone for five months. Idiot. And then go for another 12 minutes... For those
0: who are not Scottish and don't know what a sunbed is, it is a tanning bed that you go and you lie on and it (laughs) fans your skin. But yeah, I've now
1: got third degree burns and I look like a lobster. So, yeah. 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 You look
0: like one of those pink shrimp sweets. I look like a squashy. (laughs) (laughs) You look like, you know how you get those foamy sweets? It's like bananas and shrimps. Ew. You look like one of those shrimps. That's what you look like. So I look like a shrimp. Pretty much, eh? Pretty much. But harsh. But without further adieu, I will be letting Shannon know. Okay, here's another thing. Shannon does know what we are going to be talking about here. As I said earlier, I was kind of the storyteller growing up, so I've kind of taken on that role again within (laughs) the podcast where I will be taking on all the hard work and researching these subjects very thoroughly. And And I'll be sitting getting pissed.
1: And, turn back.
0: <laughs> and putting together all the research all the stories um, but Shannon does know what some of these are going to be because she has suggested some that she wants to know a little bit more about mm-hmm. but there are some that Shannon is not going to know about that I'm going to surprise her with um, I'd also like to mention that not all of the episodes are going to be based here in Scotland. We are going to branch out and do other things. There are so many things that I want to talk about on here, but we thought for the first couple of episodes we would keep it here in Scotland because, you know, our namesake is Scottish and Scared, so we thought we would <laughs> pay homage to our home country of oh, Scotland. Of
1: Scotland.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. This is going to rye already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anyway. Today we are going to be talking about Loch Ness monster. Ah! <laughs> the Loch Ness monster is one of those things that's like if you're talking about Scottish like mythology or cryptids, the Loch Ness monster is going to be on there. It's one of those things, and it. I personally think it's extremely gimmicky and cliche, and like you know how you see those. Um, actually, when I, uh, both our dads uh, they work in like different parts of the country sometimes, and I remember when I was really young. My dad was working and, um, at Loch Ness and he brought me back one of those. You know how those teddies that you get? <laughs> like, you know how when you walk by one of those Scottish merchandise shops, like tourists, and it's got like um, those really big Highland cows and stuff? I mean, I love Highland cows, but. And they always have those Loch Ness monster teddy bears. Mm-hmm. He brought me back one of those fucking green Loch Ness monster things and it had like a, a tartan bonnet on. <laughs> You know those ones that are red tartan and they've got the ginger hair that comes out from underneath them. One of those, very gimmicky. Yeah, very cheesy. But I loved it because you know, what I a child. Yep. Also, I don't understand. Right, I do apologise because we're going to venture off for of the subject quite a lot because that's what we do. But why do people associate Scottish people with ginger hair?
1: Not all of us are ginger. No,
0: no, no, not all of us. I honestly think I maybe know like two gingers. Aye. In but my entire not life. That, many that I know. Or see. So, but why is it so? There must be a reason. I bet Mm -hmm. you there's like a cartoon or a comic book or something. I don't know. But it's just weird. It's like, why? I would associate
1: the Irish more with Ginger hair I, actually. But saying that. I means yes, by the way, for people who do not know what that means. I can't keep continuing to say yeah, because I will forget. (laughs) You just need to be aware of this here, people. Well, saying that though, that see, when you go on
0: holiday, like a few times and I've been in America, I have been asked if I'm Irish. So they do get they do get as lo, like
1: mixed up quite it's a lot because we speak so fast, but they speak ten times faster. Why?
0: Oh, like, <laughs> I can't understand Irish, and we actually have Irish family. family that I have no fucking clue what they are saying. <laughs> I have to ask my dad. What's, I don't or or I just sit in silence, and then I just go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like that guy for brave, right? Okay, we're getting off the subject too much. Right, <laughs> Loch Ness lock monster. <laughs> I'm going to start this let me just let me take a. I'm just going to take a wee sip of my smoothie. I do apologise if you. Go. There we go. So let's start off by talking about the loch itself, which obviously is a very big character in this story. Yep. Um, if you're not Scottish, a loch is the Gaelic word for lake. So it's just a lake. It's just a large body of water. The loch is nestled up north in the Scottish Highlands, and it is the largest body of fresh water in Britain. Really? Mhm.
1: I didn't
0: know that. There's that. It contains more fresh water than all the lakes in England and Wales combined, covering mm-hmm. 700 square miles and reaching depths of 778 feet.
1: Can you drink Scottish water? Like, obviously, if you're out, that
0: sounds pure stupid. But I mean, you probably shouldn't. What? Could you?
1: Well, it was, was cleaner.
0: So, here in Scotland, we have what we call coonsil soldiers. <laughs> and it's basically, <laughs> we, we actually can drink our water f- straight from the tap. It's fresh and it's clean. We don't have to, like, filter it or anything like that. It's filtered before it goes to the tap. So that's kind of just... my dad always tells me do not drink from the tap in the the bathroom because
1: it's... That one's different. I've always been told that as well.
0: Yeah, it runs from a different pipe. I don't know, some bullshit like that. I have no idea. Anyway, the water in the lock also contains heavy deposits of peat, which makes the water extremely murky. So visibility... Visibility in the lake... (laughs) visibility in the lock is not the greatest it's if you've ever seen like underwater cameras in the lock it's like the water's really musty dark musty and dusty musty and dusty you've just described water as dusty
1: but underneath it can be dusty like you know what? I know dusty but it's even like all this dark combined together and it's like a pure swirl underneath water wow yeah totally <laughs> <sighs> the what
0: but see underneath, it's like, it's, really, it's brown, it's like really brown. Oh. And it's like, as you just said, it's like murky and it's like, there's peat floating around in it and there's grass and like debris. So, I mean, as far as monster hiding places goes, I think that Loch Ness is probably the place you want to be if you're...
1: A monster.
0: You're a monster and you're trying to hide it. Um, I'd go on the phone to Nessie. It's huge, you know it's deep mm-hmm. and you can only see a few metres down. So... Really?
1: How deep do you think it would normally
0: be? Like, I just told you it reaches the of 778 feet.
1: 778 feet? That's, that's insane. insane. Aye. And you can only see a couple of metres down. Sack like that. Imagine falling in that. Like, well, think of all the stuff under it that you'd actually get trapped.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I just
1: wouldn't even think about that. That's
0: horrible. Also, very interesting to note that Loch Ness actually sits on a fault line called the Great Glen Fault Line. Which, if you know anything about fault lines, it um it's said that, you know, like, a croc um, where fault lines cross and, like, along fault lines is where, like, more supernatural and paranormal reports
1: are, like. I found.
0: Uh-huh. And, like, people see more ghosts. They see a lot of cryptids along fault lines. Right. Which I found that really interesting. I didn't. Uh-huh. I, did, I actually had no idea that there we even was and, a like, fault get line. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. and there's a thing as well with like running water if there's like running water over some sort of like limestone or something like that it's like causes a fluctuation of like paranormal experiences I, I don't know but I just yeah. thought that was really interesting that it was on a following yeah. so a lot of the lore and the stories about Nessie are based on sightings and obviously in more modern times photographs and videos are available mm-hmm. I would just like to put out there that a lot of these sightings have been discredited or explained, which obviously is a shame because you know it's nice to think that there's a monster there, happy something. monster chilling in the water. But nonetheless, I am going to take you through some of the sightings that sparked the legend that we now know as the Loch Ness Monster and some of the things that have been done to try and prove she exists. Now, I say she, how do they know it's she? Right, I say she, I don't want to assume pronouns, but when you hear people talk about it, they always say she. Loch Ness, yeah. I- so I'm just going to say Nessie, or oh, she. Well,
1: Nessie is kind of like a girl's name.
0: I'm just going to say Nessie. That is a
1: girl's name, Scott. I don't
0: want to offend anybody, but I'm just going to say Nessie, right? <laughs> I like Nessie.
1: Nessie's cute.
0: Although we're we'll talking about spooky, but hey. It's kind of cute though, but it, again, it goes back to those, see those little green plushies that are like, they kind of look like dinosaurs. Uh-huh. They kind of look like Yoshi. Yeah. Fumario. Mario. Yeah. It goes back to that. So it's like, you just think of this cute wee thing. I <laughs> know. Oh, oh, That's what I think of anyway. The first sighting of any kind of sea monster in the loch actually goes back to ancient times. There was a civilization known as the Picts who inhabited what is now known as eastern and northern Scotland. There are a few Pictish legends which speak of a beast living in a nearby loch. You can actually see carvings of what could be perceived as a sea monster in some of the carvings done by the Picts. The photos of those carvings will be up on our Instagram so go check them out and let us know what you think yeah. they look like. I personally think one of them looks like a serpent-like animal and the other, honestly, to me, looks like <laughs> a duck with four legs. Oh, do they? Really? Yeah, I'm just going to pull them up for, for Shannon to look at But I think like one of them... So one of them kind of looks like a snake, right? Which... I don't
1: like snakes. Snakes creep the shit out of me. They have no arms, and have no legs. I Shannon
0: has a, a snake phobia. I don't know what.
1: Yeah, don't, I don't like it. I'm getting shivers. up. Never...
0: So one looks like a... What oh. like a serpent type beast, which sometimes Nessie is said to look like that. It
1: looks like a sea. Some of them are like a seahorse.
0: I didn't even think of that. That, I, that looks, looks like, like a seahorse.
1: And then that comes for that film that came. Oh, out. the Water Horse. The Water Horse. It was more based on that.
0: Aye, there's a there's a film here in Scotland called the Water. Horse. it's not here in Scotland talking about. It, it's national. It's yeah. called the Water Horse. It's super cute. It is a good story. It's about a wee boy who finds an egg on the beach. And he takes it home. He takes it home, looks after it, and you know, lo and behold, a monster comes Nessie. out. Well, I don't know if it's meant to be Nessie.
1: Is it? What is it called? I'm gonna. Go it's start. called the Water Horse.
0: What is the horse called in the Water Horse? It's not got a name. It's just called the Water Horse. And the characters in the movie are actually Scottish, so I mean, it probably is based on Nessie, but you know, oh, it is. It is based on the Loch Ness monster. Scene. Right. Okay. I, pol- I do apologize. It is based on the Loch Ness monster, but it's a really good movie. Go check it out. Mhm. It's a very it's a very heartwarming story. It's a Sunday film. Yes, it's a Sunday movie.
1: Get that on the sofa with well, on the couch as we call it. With your popcorn, and your telly, and your comfy zone, <laughs> and that's how you're sorted. <laughs> so I think it's
0: pretty cool that even back in early medieval times, people were kind of having the same experiences, and they kind of have the same myths and legends that we have today, right now. and I, and we've kind of carried that on like throughout time, and I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So the very first, um, the very first sighting of Nessie. Uh, that was put down on paper actually came in 565 A.D. What? Mm-hmm. By a missionary, St Columba. Oh. He was said to be staying in the land of the Picts when he encountered some of the local residents burying a man on the banks of the River Ness. So the River Ness is kind of like a river that kind of branches off the loch. Uh-huh. There is a lot of different rivers that branch off the loch, canals and stuff like that. So he seen this and he was like, what's going on over there? So when he asked why they why they were burying this man they explained that the man had been swimming in the lock when he was attacked by what they called a water beast which mauled the man and pulled him under the water. St Columba by some miracle manages to revive the man and sent one of his friends across the lock to retrieve a boat so they could oh. like get back to shore Ooh. when the man got into the water and started splashing around this pissed off the water beast oh, come on! <laughs> and it emerged from the water to attack him St Columba approached the shore, making the sign of the cross, and said, Go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. (laughs) The beast stopped and fled, as if it had been pulled back with ropes. So that's a story that was in a book. This story has a few red flags to me. Bear in mind, it was 565 AD. But this St Columba guy... Just came out of (laughs) nowhere. Okay, right, first red flag. Brings a guy back to life, and nobody questions him questions that or says wow that that? man just brought him back to life everyone just carries on as normal as if that's completely normal okay well saying that well never mind I'm not not going to I was going to talk about (laughs) I was going to talk about the bible but never mind oh don't he then tells someone to swim across the lock in which that man had just been mauled so he says oh go across there where that water beast is and get a boat completely irresponsible Mm mhm and he then goes on to scare this beast with the word of god and the sign of a cross i wasn't aware that nessie was god feeding
1: (laughs) i know like oh sorry god i can't do that today
0: and it's like it's just like this when someone is when 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 someone or something is scared of the word of god or the sign of the cross it's usually demonic or it's like it's not and i just find that so weird it's like
1: it doesn't make sense
0: it, it's not it doesn't make sense it's like Nessie's she's portrayed as like this
1: evil evil demon, demon. that like
0: <laughs> killed people it's just so fucking weird but
1: but there's never been any like actual has there been death?
0: you've literally just took the words right out of my mouth Ryan. I was about to say also like when I've been researching this and listen I spent days oh, weeks I know. I've
1: been waiting to do this for days
0: and I could not find one report of someone being attacked on the lock or you know by anything on the lock like even a fish or like a big whatever I, I couldn't find any reports that like, anybody being attacked by anything so I mean that story is like I don't know it's, let's just say it's bullshit but you know yeah. whatever I just thought that was so funny it was like what I mean, what is hell? so we then go on to 1933 where there were two sightings of the monster which were published in local newspapers mm-hmm. the first was in May by a couple taking a drive and they I mean, claimed I mean, to yeah. have seen some enormous animal rolling and plunging on the surface of the lock. The second was in July by Mr and Mrs Spicer who were also taking a little romantic oh. drive but this time they claimed to have seen the beast cross the road in front of their car, get into the lock and disappear. At that time there was a road adjacent to the lock with an unobstructed view so I mean who take that for what you up? will. Um, they described the beast as having a huge body <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> with no limbs and a long neck if it had no limbs, how, how the fuck locks? did it get out of the lock in the first place? And how does it swim? It doesn't have any limbs.
1: But eels don't
0: either, do they? Right. Okay. But when have you ever seen an eel get out get out of the water? Aye,
1: true. It wouldn't be able. To. They can't survive it before.
0: No, what I'm saying. She says that it didn't have any limbs, so it was just an oval with an egg. How did it? <laughs> how did it get out of the lock? How did it? And how does it swim? I
1: know, unless it's in the shuffle on the rod.
0: I'm not saying these people are lying. All I'm saying is, that's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. And when I think of the image of that beast, very, very, very strange. So as I said, both of these were reported and published in our local newspaper, which then made it into the national newspapers, and this is what kind of kicked off somewhat of a media frenzy. The lock was swamped with tourists and journalists trying to catch a glimpse of the famous Loch Ness monster. There was even a twenty thousand reward—twenty thousand, twenty thousand pound reward—offered to anyone who could capture it and bring it to shore. So, as always in true human fashion, when something is out there that we don't understand, let's put a reward and get someone to go out and kill it and bring it back.
1: Like the arseholes they are.
0: And we'll we'll study it. Just so
1: it be free, like leave it alone. <laughs> if out there, what's if fucking didn't
0: use? Nothing. So through all of the media attention and word of mouth, big time game hunter by the name of Marmaduke Wetherill visited the lock in nineteen thirty-three with hopes of finding Nessie and hanging her on his wall. Piece of shit. Oh. All he managed to find was a suspicious footprint on the shore, which a cast was then made of and sent off to the Museum of National History for analysis. Turns out the footprint was a hoax. Mamaduke had made the footprint using an umbrella stand with a hippopotamus foot on the bottom of it. Are you joking? No. So <laughs> That's like, ridiculous. So you see, like, those umbrella stands you get there, like, sometimes they'll have.
1: They come out like that?
0: You know, I know. You know how it's like. It's literally just like a wee circle, and you put the your umbrella old... in it. I I when, you go, when you go into the house, you just put your yeah. umbrella in it because it's wet. But this. And this time it must have been like a thing. You have, like, taxidermy on them. So this one had, like, a hippopotamus hoof on the bottom. So you just took that to the shore and, like,. Stuck it in the I stuck it in the sand.
1: What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> what oh. people do for a bit in the nose, eh? I know.
0: Then in nineteen thirty-four, we have the most famous photograph of Nessie. If you Google the Loch Ness Monster, this is the first photograph that is probably going to come up, and it's like it is the most famous one. It's more famously known as the Surgeon's Photo. It was called that because it was um, distributed by well-respected Dr. Robert Kenneth Wilson. The photograph shows a creature with a long neck and a small head sitting in the water.
1: It looked quite faint. Yeah, I've seen that. It was
0: published in the Daily Mail and this obviously just added to the mystery. Everybody's like, oh my god, what is this? You know. More and more people would flock to the Loch trying to catch a glimpse or record evidence of this creature. When you talk about the Loch Ness Monster, most people picture a like a plesiosaurus like that that dinosaur with the... yeah this is the photo that that's this is the the reason why people think that this photo because obviously the in the photo it's like just the way that it looks uh-huh. so people began to speculate that the monster could be a prehistoric animal living in the depths when right personally when i see the photo my mind automatically thinks that that object is really small yeah i don't know why it just looks like Unless really it's zoomed in Oh, we like see good. it look it just really small mm-hmm. to me. And I think it's because there's nothing else in the photo to reference it against. Yeah. It's so a there's sea. yeah, no, there, there, sea, there's please. no shoreline, there's no trees, there's no there's nothing to reference it against. But I don't know why, just in my mind when I see it, I automatically think, Oh, that's really small. small. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. know why. Unfortunately, this photograph would then go on to be deemed a hoax in nineteen ninety four. The year yeah. I was born. Aww. A man named Christopher Sperling who was the stepson. Of Marmaduke Wetherill, the guy with the hippopotamus oh, thing. Of course it was. He came forward and admitted he was involved in the production of this photograph. His stepfather, obviously humiliated for being branded a fraud, asked Spurling to help him create a model of the monster. This consisted of a moulded neck and head mounted on a toy submarine. They then took the photo on the banks of Loch Ness and passed it to the respected doctor, Robert Wilson, thinking that his reputation was so pristine that... The photo would have to be taken seriously if yeah. it was somebody like that that was to. passing it around. But even though this was discredited, the sightings did not slow down and people continued to believe that something was out there in the water. Due to the volumes of sightings and reports, the lock has been searched several times over the last eight years. And I found nothing. Well, see, nothing a note because we would know about it, but.
1: Yeah, but there could have been something, or just no telling. Is- so,
0: see, this, this, this is actually one. Me and my dad have been talking about this quite a lot because obviously. It, I've been looking into it a lot, and you know, finding out a lot of facts and information that I kind of tell my dad. And he, this is the reason why he doesn't believe in the Loch Ness monster because he's actually been to the Loch twice, and he always says they've done like sonar sweeps and they've done like searches, and they haven't found anything. Mm-hmm. So that's why my dad doesn't believe in it because he says if there was something in there, It'd they would have they would have caught it. Mm-hmm. Which I believe. I believe, but. You know, I'm not an expert. You never know. I'm not an expert on like
1: under the water.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, like I'm not a marine biologist, so I don't know what could be living there. What I, I don't know any of that. So, you know, it's nice to believe in something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The largest of these searches was in 1986, and it was called Operation Deep Scan. Oh, that sounds funky. <laughs> the estimated <laughs> cost of this plan was around one million pounds. So they what? spent £1 million looking for the Loch Ness monster. That's madness. No. And they found nothing. Well, just gave me that money. I- I'm about to tell you. A man named Adrian Shine, who was a marine biologist and the leader of the Loch Ness project, teamed up with Daryl Lawrence, who was the head of Lawrence Electronics. His company had been trying out new sonar equipment, and he thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to test it out. In October 1986, the trials began. Ten boats fitted with Lawrence X-16 sonar units were used. These units had a range of 1,300 feet and could locate objects as small as one feet and objects just one inch apart. So, really... they would have
1: picked something up.
0: Really, they would... um, Yeah, if there was something there, they would have picked it up. So, these boats set out on the first day from the new Klansman Hotel onto the lock and formed a straight line, like the width of the lock, so right across. Yeah. From one side to the other. To make sure that every inch was scanned. Unfortunately, as we are unaware, the weather here in Scotland can be very unpredictable and sometimes it can be wild. Yeah,
1: like really wild.
0: So like I keep no understanding. My mum will come in sometimes and she go, It's wild it's wild out there. It it's blowing just means blown it's a gale. It blown a gale. it's <laughs> th- it just means it's really windy and rainy. But, but we always dramatise It's wild. Um, They weren't able to capture anything due to the weather and the whole operation was then put on hold that year and would be followed up the following year. So in October 1987, they went ahead with the operation deep scan, hoping they would be able to capture something this time around. This was said to be the biggest sonar sweep of any freshwater lock anywhere in the world. Really? Really.
1: Fuck's sake. (laughs) <laughs> watch my language, but geez, that's mad. so once again
0: they set out from the new Clansman Hotel creating that straight line right across the width of the lock the lock was also surrounded by spectators who had come to watch this massive event mm-hmm. over 250 newspaper reporters and 20 television crews from across the world were among them it was somewhat of a media frenzy but I think nowadays if we seen on the news that they were Going to
1: do like a massive sweep like that, everybody somewhere. would be there. We would go, yeah. I would want to go 100%. So, I'll deep sea, let me in about it. You'll deep sea, I'll find it, I'll die <laughs> deep
0: sea. So, before the sweep began, the head of the operation, Adrian Shine, he had a little pep talk with the whole team and everyone involved. Some of who had volunteered, he asked all of them to do it for all the maligned eyewitnesses who looked to you for vindication. So freaking inspiring. What's
1: oh, vindication?
0: So basically <laughs> um oh, see it's just went right out of my head now. Sorry. Basically, like see the people that were saying that they'd seen it. uh uh-huh. He's just saying prove like basically I prove, prove it. Them, like prove it for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, okay. I get That's just so inspiring, honestly. Oh. So Tell all of these <laughs> <laughs> So all of these boats go out onto the dock. Um, There were a few technical hitches at the start, but these were quickly resolved. On the first day, they recorded three strong sonar contacts from 256 feet down to 590 feet. So it's like in between those depths. It was picked up on sonar at 570 feet and it was recorded for 140 seconds. Wow. Which, um, this is actually larger than what would normally be expected in a freshwater lock. Uh-huh. So when they went back to the New Klansman Hotel to reveal their findings and debrief David Steensland of the Lawrence Electronics, he stated that the two hundred and fifty-six feet target could have been a large fish that was already known to be living in the lock, but <sighs> it, it would be very unlikely at that depth.
1: Yeah, that is quite far down. He could it's not. Really
0: he could not explain the other two targets. He claimed they were very strange. And larger than those he had picked up from sharks off the coast of Florida.
1: Imagine it was their babies. And there's actually more than one me Loch Ness there. Loch Ness? There's one melon Loch Ness there. Do you know what mean Loch Ness monster? Aye, but one Another one? Their babies? <laughs> so
0: she's got babies? Maybe. So in fact, all of these targets, they were bigger than a shark, but they were smaller than a whale.
1: What?
0: Mm-hmm. So ha- that, what? So what? So what could that be? I know. So day two of the boats started from Fort Augustus but there was nothing significant recorded that day. The site where the previous three targets had been picked up were also searched again to like See if they back. See if they could find anything again. But they had nothing to show for it, meaning that whatever they picked up there was able to move and it wasn't a fixed object like a rock or a piece of debris yeah. or a tree that had fallen because it wasn't it, it wasn't there the next day, so it moved.
1: Right, okay.
0: Obviously was alive. Mm-hmm. Which is very strange, very strange. And it's off.
1: It's off skis. Then the B1. Then the B1. the one Caught.
0: So when the operation came to a close and all of the media were briefed, everyone was very disappointed that the Loch Ness Monster hadn't been captured. Um, Everyone kind of dispersed, thinking that the operation was a fail. But, I mean, I don't think it was a fail because the purpose of the operation was to find out if anything large was, was living there? in that lock, in and it? it did exactly that, so there to is me, something. but e- what exactly? So we don't know what it was, but it was still recorded. So in my eyes, it was a success.
1: Steph, why don't we just go to the at the lock, and just find it ourselves? It's there. So why don't we just fucking find it?
0: Right, please. Right, okay. Please tell me how first of all none of us drive okay so wait it's going to take us a couple of days to travel to Loch Ness then we get to Loch Ness how are we supposed to get onto the lock?
1: I'll build a raft everything else will just come together you know what Bill? I'll be fine. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly you're so inspiring Jan.
1: Oh I know. I love a little? Come on let's do it. Do it. Do okay, it. Okay, we'll do it.
0: We'll do it. Yes, we'll do it. here we go.
1: We're gonna go and find a lot. We'll trips. take you guys with us and we'll, we'll just... vlog you. Like, oh, look at me, deep sea diving, <laughs> deep sea like diving. Right. Okay.
0: So this is this is this is a funny one, right? I also read this somewhere. I don't know how much of this is true, but I just anyway, I thought it was funny. They actually planned to take trained dolphins from America <laughs> what? and put them. <laughs> Into the lock to find Nessie, but it was scrapped because they were trying to um, acclimatise, obviously the dolphins to the temperature of the water. Hey, would on that not kill the dolphin? Well, one of the dolphins died.
1: Oh, because of how, a dolphin because, rest in peace, honey.
0: <laughs> because of how cold the water was. So,
1: I, it's freezing. I'm sorry, but
0: nobody that. It sounds as if
1: like that sounds like something out of a cartoon. I know. That's how. Surely that was the deal like, did they actually take a dolphin for America and put it I mean, in I, the water? I looked and it said How it was did true. they get... That poor dolphin flew? No, Nine they, they, no, they acclimatised
0: them. So they could have done that in America.
1: Alright, okay, so they've just put the bar to but that But one, one of them
0: died, so they kind of scrapped it. But, like, I just picture these dolphins with, like, wee cameras. <laughs> it, it, it it literally just sounds like something straight out of a Scooby-Doo carton. Is that not like a shark tail? Scooby-Doo, it sounds like Scooby-Doo to me. That's so funny so there have been other sonar explanation, uh, explorations on the loch but none of them have come up with any hardcore evidence that something prehistoric or monstrous is living in there which is kind of sad but I mean, let's be honest I don't really believe that there's a dinosaur living in the loch I don't
1: know I think I mean, I, I, mm, well,
0: we'll, just, well, we'll keep our like, theories beliefs and the end, to ourselves right? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll keep that to the end our theories right Um, Regardless of this, there continue to be sightings of Nessie to this very day. Um, I seriously looked at all of the reported sightings, and there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. You could literally sit and read these for days and days and days. So they're they're more or less all the same. I kind of went through them to try and see if I could find any that were kind of like strange or unusual. But most of them are just seeing an object surface in the water, swim around for a while and then, then kinda disappear. disappear. There's nothing that's like oh like really. Out when it's up
1: to the shore or anything like that?
0: There's nothing really like that. There are alleged photographs, some of which I've put up on our Instagram for you guys to go check out. These are the ones that I think well, one of them is the surgeon's photo, which we know is fake, but the other ones, if they're real,
1: then they're pretty impressive. Because how would you have got that? Because on camera like how would you think oh yeah hold on a minute I've just seen that and I'm going to get my camera out and get
0: that on camera no they could 100% be fake they could be photoshopped mm. but if they're real then yeah. it's, they're really impressive yeah. and I would I would like to think that they're real like I, I don't like to think of people just standing out in the lock going oh let me take a picture of that piece of water and then I'm going to photoshop something a fin I I, I just think that's why would you do that that's so fucking weird yeah Deck, basically. Nessie, she's also appeared in several TV programs, movies. As we just said, the Water Horse. Uh-huh. She's in a lot of. She's in a lot of stuff. She's kind of like a. She's kind of like an icon. For Scotland. For Scotland, basically. <laughs> she's up there with the shortbread and the kilts. Oh yes. <laughs> um, my personal favourite being Scooby Doo. She was in an episode of Scooby Doo. Oh, was she? Yep. For those of you who don't know me, I am absolutely obsessed with Scooby Doo. I. My goal in life is to have a mystery machine and a large dog oh, called Scoob. I would be Velma. That talks to me. <laughs> I, no, you would be Shaggy. One hundred. Shaggy. Shaggy one, do. One hundred percent. But obviously in Scooby Doo, as always, it's always revealed that it's the mask it's taking off and it's not so. in Scooby Doo, Nessie is actually a massive robot that swims through the water. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of you know disheartening, but you know, nonetheless, I love Scooby Doo. Um, it's estimated that the Loch Ness Monster has contributed almost 80 million pounds to the Scottish economy in the early 21st century.
1: Because of all the tourist attractions, everybody's wanting to come see everything.
0: Well, there's, there's boat tours, there's merchandise, and there's all those gimmicky stores and pubs that are themed around it. Yeah. Even here in Glasgow, we live in Glasgow, so we live nowhere near Loch, Loch. Ness. <laughs> we live absolutely nowhere in the city, and... You get these shops that pop up here now and again and it's like um, when you walk past them they're playing bagpipes and they sell shortbread and they sell kilts. It's like all those fucking... It's like
1: calendars and postcards, the usual like
0: It's all those stereotypical things that you associate with being Scottish. They sell Loch Ness Monster stuff and we're not, that's not even... Anywhere near us. We're not, we're nowhere near Loch, so I mean I can, I can believe that that's how much, that's crazy though. But then, it, then it begs the question: if it's bringing in that much to the the economy, then people probably don't want it to be proved to be a fake. A fake because it's still bringing in. So they're probably just making these sightings up just to keep it free alive.
1: Because it's like every few years you hear like, oh, here's been a sighting, so it does stay in the media. And there's always
0: a photo. Um, I can't. There was one earlier on this year, and it was a photograph that I've. Put, it's up on our Instagram. Um, but I don't know what it, it looks. It looks pretty. I know what I think it looks like. Right. but it, it's, it's it's impressive but it was on it made the news like everywhere it made the news in America it made the news in
1: Australia because that is nationwide that it's not just in Scotland That like, everybody knows but most people know about Loch Ness Monster mm-hmm.
0: so I think that's why um, I think that's why it contributes so much to the economy because people come here because it's on the news yeah but that's really that's the that's the, the meat a Loch Ness monster. I could have said a lot more. I could have spoke about a lot more of the sightings, but again, as I said, they're just the same thing over, over and, and over again. and over again. But that's kind of like the big things that have happened in the lock. So theories. Do we have a theory, Shannon? Do you think you know?
1: I think it is some form of prehistoric dinosaur type. But oh, oh, you're on the you're on the dinosaur bandwagon. I'm going there because <laughs> I fucking love dinosaurs. Okay. Like, movies, shit like that, everything doing that. Okay. Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. Loved that. Land Before Time. Land Before Time. Loved that as a way in. Oh, my God. And There's Jurassic a Loch Ness nice Monster in and, um, Land, and Land. Land Before Time. I know. That's why I loved it as a child. <laughs> and, no, I just, I think there was something. Don't know if there is still something now. But I definitely do think there was something years ago. And maybe not, it's not been picked up as a proper photo. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be, there can't be this much hype over nothing and things that this carvings on walls. Yep. It goes back to that far. Well,
0: you see, ah, right, so Matthews are, right, so we have sturgeons here, as we were just were talking Nicholas. about Nicholas. <laughs> How coincidental. <laughs> We do have sturgeons here in Scotland, which are like these really big fish. But they kind of look—they look really mean. Like they've got—they've um, kind of got like it looks like armor on their backs. They've got big spikes and what stuff. Do they? And when people report sightings of them, uh, sightings of Nessie—that's kind of what they say. Like it's like um, spikes in its back. Mhm. But these can grow up to eight meters long. That's that's big for a fish. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no evidence to say that there's any sturgeons living in the lock, But I mean, as a possible as a possibility. Yeah. Another thing that I would like to mention is in 2018, there was a DNA survey conducted on the lock.
1: Right.
0: This was to determine what organisms were living in the water there. There were no large animals found. No dinosaurs, sorry. Sorry, Shan. But there was indications that several eels were present. This is, when I read this, right? Is that not normal for a lake? But it's a lock. Um, so it would be really difficult for something to swim up into the lock. Yeah. So anything that's in there has been in there since the lock was kind of started. <laughs> <laughs> but the eel thing that really that interested me because me and my brother talk about um, sea life all the time. I know it's weird, but sea eels they are humongous. Yeah, they can go huge. When um, side story when I went to the aquarium in Palma Nova, there was um, more eels. And they were humongous, and they just sit and stare. And like I was with my friend Gemma, and she was like, "Oh no, I don't like them. I don't like them because they were just like <laughs> creepy." Like. Oh, they they just look at you? They just like hang out, uh, out of the the rock, oh, and no. they just stare. But they're they're lethal. Like they've they've, they've got. Um, I think the Morio's get two jaws. What two? Like, mhm. Like they're really really wet. But. Um, eels can actually they can grow like people don't know how how big they grow because they sit in the rock. Yeah. So but when I looked at that photo that I was just talking about that was taken this year and then I looked at an eel the patterns on the eel the thing that's pictured in the photograph is the exact same as a Mori eel. Oh. It's like a, when I showed it to my dad it, it, he says it looked like a seal like you know how um, leopard seals have like the, the, the dot the print but I mean, tell me that that doesn't look like an Let me see. Hold on a wee sec. Is that an eel? Well, no. Someone took that photograph and said, right, again, I know I keep saying this, but if you want to see the photos, well, please. Well, that
1: kind of looks like a seal's head. There's no seals. That- there's no seals in Loch Ness. I know, but that's... I don't know what I'm saying. It looks like, see, like the shape of a seal's head. But then that... It looks like a tyre as well. Like, see if you look... Yep. But then... The that foot- one's too looped. For that winter beer? Do you know what I mean? Um, the, that is if you here. look at that,
0: right? So it's kind of like that. And then this is this, this is the photo that was taken earlier on in the year. It's
1: kind of the same. But that looks like a huge cat. Is it, not, is it it's not a catfish? Is it a catfish? I don't know. I don't really know what you are. No, I don't think it is a catfish. There's a big, massive fucking fish that you can catch when you're fishing in Scotland. And it's massive. I don't know if it a is. trout? It's not a tuna, is that a tuna fish. <laughs> you can't catch tuna in Scotland, Sharon. No, no, tuna. It's no tuna it's, live in the ocean. It's not a tuna, then. It's, it's that thing. Is it, is it a sturgeon? You no. think it's a sturgeon? No, Nicola's not in no the water. <laughs> she's keeping, or is she?
0: She's keeping the heat up in Edinburgh. Don't worry, Nicola, we're keeping the head with yeah. you. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: But I, like, it looks like, that looks like a tiger shark without a fin. Without fins.
0: It's very strange. I don't get that. But the eel thing i get that 100% if i i really um, i don't know i I believe that there's something in the lock that's bigger than a fish because people wouldn't keep seeing things out of the ordinary if there was nothing there
1: but how's it still alive
0: because Uh, there is like there is fish that live in the lock that it could survive on but
1: it's for those years like what year did you say that was like 506 odd
0: I know, but it's, um, (coughs) as well, like, obviously, there has to be... Sorry, I've not
1: got corona, I'm just coughing.
0: (coughs) There has to be, like, a population, you know, for mating and stuff like that. Plus, eels live in the rocks, so you wouldn't
1: see it. You wouldn't know, aye.
0: Because they kind of hide in the rocks. And then if, for whatever reason, it just came up to the surface one day. And that's what people are seeing when it comes up to the surface. That
1: was huge, though. You need to go and check that out, guys, because that is absolutely massive.
0: So I really, I really, if I was to go with a theory here, I'm going to say the eel is like the most plausible. I think we going by like at that now. Yeah, I'd go with that. The eel is more plausible, but. You never know. You never know. Plus, um, there's another theory that's like, it's like floating trees and debris that people are seeing, but that's just ridiculous because it's like.
1: You can tell a tree a fucking animal. No, but
0: it wouldn't, it wouldn't float to the surface and move. It would just float. Yeah, it would sit there. It's strange, so I, I think that the the floating trees and the debris is absolute bullshit. That's not that that that's just stupid. But then look at that! Look at that eel right now. That's exactly what that looks like.
1: The top one, I. It's oh like that. God, it's yeah. like
0: that day kind. It kind of looks like it's got spots, but hundred percent, I would totally believe that there was a massive eel in there that maybe just comes up to the surface and again for whatever reason. Just an abnormal size, but mm. I
1: probably. Mm.
0: But we'll see. You never know. Maybe they'll in, in our maybe in twenty. <laughs> maybe in twenty years' time when we're old and when we're sitting. Maybe not. time.
1: I'll not be old in twenty maybe years.
0: No twi- I was just thinking twenty years' time. I'll only be forty-four. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Maybe when we're like old old and we're sitting in our rocking chairs on our porch knitting under we our, wee, our, our highla- grandkids' <laughs> guardians with our Highland cows in the field next to <laughs> and our little grandkids they'll be like. Nana, did you know that the Loch Ness monster... And I'll say, I'll
1: tell you a tale about the Loch Ness Do I monster. Do hear me and your, gra- <laughs> your auntie's tale? We were sitting in a wee cupboard recording this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a story about my time, hen. That's so funny, but
0: I don't know. I, I think there could be something in there, but I feel like if there was, it would have been picked up by now. But again, I'm just going to go with the eel thing. I think yeah. it's an eel.
1: I think I'll go with that now. Even though I do love dinosaurs, even though
0: I love the mystery, I yeah. love the story,
1: but it's still a mystery because we still don't know what it is. No one knows. Well, what we it is.
0: we will go to Loch Ness and we will vlog it and we will show you guys what
1: we think.
0: We will not rest until we find the Loch Ness monster.
1: And we're not wrong. If you don't know me and you don't know Steph, you don't know us, han? Huh?
0: Well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. That's the Loch Ness monster. And I am one hundred percent so happy that I never have to talk about this again. Woohoo! Honestly, it's it's strange because see, going into it, I was like, right, if we're going to do, if we're we're going to do Scottish, we need to do the Loch Ness Monster. And I was like, this is going to take forever. Like, there's going to be so much research. There's going to be so many stories, and there really isn't. it's more eyewitness testimony and like sightings, and obviously there's a few photographs, but what's
1: fiction and you you,
0: you can't tell what's a real photograph and what's not a real photograph. But that's that's the Loch Ness Monster. Are you happy with
1: that? I was happy with that. Are you as happy with that?
0: Did you learn something?
1: I did. What did you learn? That Loch Ness isn't a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> and that I've been living a lie my full life. I've
0: been living a lie, guys. It's
1: a fucking sin.
0: Right. I... Also, I'd like to apologise for the creaky chair on the other side of the table, because she has got a creaky chair.
1: And I can of sit in this one, but I'm too fidgety. I like to move around.
0: She's very fidgety, and she's had a corona, so.
1: Oh, yeah
0: so if any of you guys have visited Loch and experienced anything unusual please email us at scottishandscared at gmail.com with your story even if it isn't necessarily related it could be just something that you've experienced at Loch Ness. we and would appreciate we that. would really appreciate that we love reading stories and we'd be really interested to read them also guys go follow us on instagram at scottishandscaredpod we'd really appreciate that and hopefully you guys stick around for the next episode
1: which is going to be even more spooky. Even <laughs> though this wasn't even spooky. But I don't exactly. think this is that spooky. No, but the next ones aren't going to be. Because if I know what you're like and I don't know what's coming up, it's going to be it. Okay. So you need to Maybe no
0: hype it up that much in case it's not.
1: Well, clearly it is going to be it's us, of course.
0: Right, guys, well, <laughs> that's us. Hopefully we see you next week. Thank you. Stay weird, stay scared. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Keep <laughs>